Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 5 of Nintendo Aficionado Podcast. I am Jason, joined by my good friend Matthew, who is also probably the best voice impersonator of Jigglypuff that I know. Hi, I'm Matthew. I sound just like Jigglypuff. Um, that was weird, dude. <laughs> you, always All catch me off guard. you always catch me off guard, but I, I love it, and I'm sure our listeners um, put up with it. You know what? I think our listeners would actually appreciate you proving me correct. Oh man. I, I, okay. So I think there is a little bit of like real like history to this because I used to do that when I was like in eighth grade. I don't know. I don't think, I think my voice box changed too much. I, I, I'll try. Not too bad. I was getting kind of sleepy there. I know. That's pretty good. <laughs> all right. Well, like I said, I'm Matthew and I'm here to talk about all sorts of Nintendo goodness today. And yes. not so goodness too. Just you, and I'm here to listen. Yeah, that, I mean that's how our podcasts usually go. Um, I, you know, I'm going to start a thing with our with our listeners. I'm not going to call them fans. <laughs> with our listeners, um, the people who begrudgingly listen to this, I'm going to start a, a thing where we're going to um, try to get you to talk more because I talk way too much, and uh, I think that you're far more interesting than I am. So I'm going to be quiet a lot today, and you're going to talk. Okay. So um, we wanted to start this episode by talking about uh, Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury, which we got day one, right, Matthew? Yep. And how long did it take to uh, hit that 100% mark for us? I think it was somewhere around five or six hours, for me at least. Yeah, well, I was referring more to like the the day. It was like the next day, right? The next day, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty short game. Uh, I, I liked kind of like what they brought brought to the table. Um, it did feel kind of like a, a hybrid of the traditional 3D Mario games like Odyssey. And then obviously it's connected to the 3D World engine. Uh, what did you think? Yeah, I, I liked it. It was unique and I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I'm not at all disappointed about the length. I, you know, they, they set up front, it was a shorter game and it lasted about as long as they said. So um, no worries there. Uh, I had a lot of fun with what it was mm -hmm. but in a lot of ways it also just made me kind of long for a super mario odyssey uh based game you know something a, a, you know more yeah. akin to that sort of 3d open ex world exploration mm -hmm. um yeah. but I, I did like how it had kind of like separate hubs um yeah. you know so you kind of saw okay this is like a mini level in itself and then you could mm -hmm. kind of go from there and and branch off yeah and i don't I don't know if this is like getting into spoiler territory. I don't want to get like too deep into like what opens up and stuff like that. But I did like that. I was surprised by how many more shrines there were. I think I was expecting a little less. Like, you know, considering that they they told us up front it was going to be a little bit of a shorter game. Right. And like, oh, cool. And there's more to go back and do. Yeah. There was a significant amount of collectibles. Mm -hmm. uh, it just seemed very easy to collect them all. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was I, I liked the connection to like Mario sunshine though because you're, you're collecting shines in that game yeah. this cat shines um so that was nice and i i kind of liked how there was um you know sort of like a, a little bit of a variety even though they kind of treaded on the same same stuff my favorite in, in most games my favorite uh, sort of mission is to collect like five you know the five red coins type of thing like yeah. this one five um what were they little shine cat shine things uh, um, shine coins right sure, sure shine coins yeah you collect five of them and then you get a shine i liked doing that and they they found a lot of really fun ways to hide those so yeah. i mean there was some definitely great gameplay in there um i definitely recommend it to anybody that is kind of hesitant to pick up another mario game that they've already owned um because this was a fun thing if you recognize that you're going to get about five hours out of it yeah uh, how did you feel about it being a 60 dollar purchase obviously it's attached to a full game which is a port. How did you feel about that? You know, they they port games over with far less new content. So I, I would have liked it to be cheaper. Um, in all honesty, I, I would have liked uh, Bowser's Fury to maybe be its own separate uh, thing. You know, maybe a thirty dollar physical game would have been nice. Um, but as a whole, as a whole package, I think it's worth it, especially if you have not played Three D World. It's you know, together, it's a really fantastic package. Yeah, and as I've mentioned before, kind of like the Wii U port thing to the Switch has been kind of a bane um, in my existence, but 
<sighs> well, we're going to have fun talking t- today about the Nintendo Direct. <laughs> yeah. But before we get into that, Matthew, let's talk a little bit about our experience with getting those Mario, the second set of the Mario 35th anniversary pins. That was fun. It was not, it was not <laughs> fun, guys. It was, it was horrendous. <laughs> uh, so basically, um, it was a tw- out, of, out of 22 missions. I think we've covered it in, in past episodes, right, Matthew? Um, 22 My Nintendo missions he had to be com- completing from, well, what was the start of like when they uh, began allowing people to get these challenges? Like, what was it? Well, it, it kind of continued to build off of the original pin set. So it, it you, I think you had to get seven for the original. Um, and, and I think you could have up to 10 or 12. I can't remember the exact number, but it, it just built off of that. Okay, so, so they right, all carried over? Mm-hmm, yeah, that's, oh, why, okay. that's why you had so many without really doing much. <laughs> okay, so but, yeah, so, so, they, they, so then they carried over and then we had to complete, it, it had to go up to 15. So it was... At the new the new total was 22 missions. You needed to complete 15. One of which was purchasing um, Super Mario 3D World slash Browser's Fury, um, which <laughs> thank you to you, Matthew. I think go, we're going way back to episode one. Um, you're the one who kind of like enlightened me to uh, what was going on. Um, but I was able to get get up there, and then the day came <laughs> where where we were supposed to be online. Uh, refreshing and it was supposed to be a simple you know refresh have all of your missions that were completed be uh, recognized by nintendo and then turn them in and get your promo code and buy the pins right so it sounds easy but it actually ended up being one and a half hours of grueling refreshing like every like what like five or six seconds however long it took for the the page to load and it would do this weird thing right where the the total missions and how many you completed kept changing. It was never like the accurate information. And so you and I were getting like frustrated and kept like asking each other, like, like, is this going on for you too? Like what's going on? And you know, you, it just needed to be the 15. That's the, that was the number to like, at least for me on my end, that was the number that I was aiming for. And I never saw it until the final time, an hour and a half later, and I was able to uh, turn it in for the promo code. And you got it a couple of times, right? Yeah, so for whatever reason, I never actually got a number signifying that I had achieved that, you know, 15 out of 15, or in my case, I guess it would have been 22 out of 15. Um, I never got that. It just went straight to a couple times. It said, congratulations, you've met the requirement, and uh, it, they'll be redeemable on this date, uh, on the 17th at noon, which it, it had been saying for a while. Uh, so on you know on the actual date when I tried to do it, it wasn't working. But then occasionally I would get that popping up for me. Mm-hmm. And toward the end, I could tell okay something's about to to work because it, I could tell that it was starting to give me that message more often. And then sure enough, within a, a few minutes, um, it finally kind of reverted back, and everybody was able to get in. Yeah. Um, and it, it seems like most I, I'm not 100 percent sure because you can't go in and check it now. But I think that are they still available right now? Um, that's a good question. I'm on my Nintendo. I can refresh and go to it. So, because I know that I saw online some people talking about ways that you can maybe get some of the missions that you missed because some uh, of the missions you had to be, um, you know, it was time restricted. Um, so I don't know why they would be talking about that if it weren't feasible to actually get them get the uh, the pins still. So if that's the case, then Nintendo definitely, you know, is is supplying enough. So um, on my page, it shows the option to still claim reward. I don't know if right. I'm saying that because I've already claimed it, um, but there is a new mission up for my Nintendo. Um, I don't know if you know this, Matthew. I didn't it? see that yet. Uh, it ends March 24th. Um, for those listening, it says visit the official Nintendo Island in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Okay. So that's, that's a new mission. There's now 23 missions. That's kind of foreshadowing our uh, Nintendo Direct talk as well. Indeed. Um. Yeah, I, I definitely, I don't, I don't know if it's possible for us to check because we've already claimed, you know, got to the point where we can claim it. Um, if anybody knows at, at the time of this recording, it's about noon on uh, Sunday, the twenty-first. Um, let us know if they're still up there because uh, it seems like they might be. And if that's the case, then Nintendo, as much as they kind of dropped the ball on the technical side um, yeah. at first, it seems like the supply side is, you know, potentially doing all right. Yeah, so maybe they um, 
took what people complained about with the first set and he produced more? Maybe either that or just because uh, not everybody was able to re meet the criteria of hitting mm -hmm. 15. Because yeah. it, it obviously was a lot harder this time to get this pin set than the first one. Mm -hmm. uh, I know people were jumping in last minute and doing all the missions and you know spending 10, 15 minutes to do that and yeah. being eligible. Yeah. Uh, this one, obviously, with the timed events, um, you had to be a little bit more on top of it. And so I know a lot of people were complaining about it. So maybe a lot there are a lot less people trying to get in. All right, well, um, so that takes care of that stuff. Do we want to move on and start talking about the Nintendo Direct, which was actually that day. Um, I believe that was, what, 30 minutes after we finally got the pins? The Direct. Yeah, so it, was a, it was a weird day. It was a it roller was, coaster of It was emotion. coming down to the wire. I had three browsers. I had my phone, and then I had Safari and Chrome on the laptop. And I was just refreshing all three, just going back and forth. And uh, I kept getting like a you know, two out of three missions complete, or uh, sometimes I'd get as high as like 13 out of 16 complete. And I was like, oh, come on, just give me the 15. Yeah, I mean, you were definitely in a better position than I was to do that. <laughs> I was, uh, you know, we were talking about it. I was actually on my way on a little vacation yeah. and uh, to the beach, and uh, <laughs> I was kind of forced to do it while in the car with just my phone. And then I, I finally got it as I was going through an area with really bad reception. Like I couldn't, <laughs> so I, I wasn't even sure I was going to actually be able to redeem it. But yeah. uh, it worked out. It, it worked out. And so yeah, thirty minutes later, all of a sudden now, okay, well, gotta ignore my family in the car again and watch this <laughs> Nintendo Direct presentation. Yeah. So um, I don't don't know how you want to kind of like go over the news. Did you want to go over news as it was presented, or how it was chronological order of their release, or how do you want to so, talk about this? So you know. Because we're doing this podcast for the listeners to kind of maybe understand it, we've actually been trying to avoid talking about Nintendo. So we haven't even talked about, you know, our thoughts really, you know, some very general, like, what did you think? Okay, yes, no. Um, so I I'm just really excited to hear your thoughts and, and what overall what you thought and maybe one or two mm -hmm. things that you're most excited about. For the, We'll go from there and then, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, so overall, I was kind of in the middle um, and I know that's kind of like the standard <laughs> the standard option for these things. Um, very rarely have I seen a direct where I'm like blown away. Um, starting off, I went in expecting more Zelda. Um, obviously, I think what four days from the date of the direct was the Japanese 35th anniversary. Um, and all we got was uh, Skyward Sword HD and uh high roll high age of calamity expansion really right. and the joy cons and the joy cons yeah um i kind of i kind of tie them to you know let's let's talk about that real quick so in 2011 when skyward sword was first released on wii um i opted for the special edition that came with the gold wii remote right right i was super excited i was like oh this is super cool like i need a wii remote plus um so why not buy this this version you know so i did um and I think you were mad that I got it, and you didn't, right? You were oh, mad at yourself. I wasn't. I wasn't mad. I, I was mad at myself. At yourself. That's what I'm saying. At that point, I already had two or three Wii Remote Pluses from yeah. all the other games that I came with. So <laughs> I was like, ah, maybe I should just get the, the cheaper right. version, try to save some money. Yeah. So I am a little irked that they're not doing a special edition of Skyward Sword HD and bundling it with this, mm -hmm. um, the Joy-Cons, the special edition Joy-Cons. Um, but, you know, I'm going to get him get them regardless do you recall what the price was for that uh special edition back in 2011 i mean you'd probably be better to, to tell me because you're the one who remember. bought it i can't remember i'm just curious if it was like the exact price just combined or was it like you know a, a discount but right I, I don't recall yeah but, anyways, but uh, yeah the, but the, these joy cons look really nice i like them yeah they look awesome and um the fact that i have such hor horrible joy con drift at least on my left joy con um, I've been in need of new Joy-Cons for a while. Right. Brand um, new Joy-Cons for them to not work. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think, and for, for those who aren't, uh, you know, sure what we're talking about, if anybody listened to this and doesn't uh, didn't watch the Direct, the um, Skyward Sword, obviously the original version of it, it used the motion controls with the Wii and, and the nunchuck um, to simulate swinging your sword in specific directions and to, you know, show that you're lifting up your nunchuck mm -hmm. like your sword or sorry like your shield um, so this is going to kind of take that and move it over to the joy cons so right joy con functions 
as your um, as your sword, and the left Joy-Con functions as the Hylian shield. And it's actually pretty cool because the corresponding Joy-Cons have designs that are kind of themed to that, so, so themed to the Master Sword, themed to the Hylian shield. Yeah. Um, so it looks really nice, and the packaging is really neat. It has kind of like the sky blue background, and um, mm. it, it, it's, it's a pretty nice looking package. Uh, I do agree with you, though. It would be uh, pretty cool to have them combined into one special edition. Yeah, um, let's also talk about the option to play without the motion controls. So it's something that people have always wondered, like, okay, well, if they did a port of Skyward Sword, which required the motion controls, how could they possibly do that with, like, a more traditional controller or even the uh, the Switch Lite? Right, and uh, yeah, that's that's a key point, is the Switch Lite has been pretty successful, so mm-hmm. they, they certainly aren't going to release such a huge game without the ability to, be, to play it on that side. Right, so basically what they've done is they've mapped the motion controls of the sword attacks to the right analog stick. So you would flick it to the right to do kind of like a, a, a slash to the right or at an angle to do a diagonal slash. So I think it's kind of cool. What do you think? Yeah, I think it works. Uh, I, I think it kind of takes away from mm-hmm. something that made that game special. Right. But, it, you know, it's a, it's a way to make it work out. Uh, but I do think that that game needs all the specialness that it can get. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. It's not my favorite Zelda. Um, and I'm, I actually, all right, so here's the thing. I'm really kind of weirded out by this new movement that everybody thinks that Skyward Sword is amazing. Because up until like two years ago, <laughs> or maybe even a year ago, it was widely considered a, like a failure. Like, oh, Skyward Sword, nobody cares about that game. All of a sudden, I don't know which influencer decided that it was cool and everyone's following mm-hmm. suit. But yeah, it's not, a, it's as a game, it is fantastic. As a Zelda game, it leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, it was a little lean on the content, at least for my uh, my personal um, desires for a Zelda game. Um, it does say that this enhanced version is going to be running at a smooth 60 FPS, which is, uh, I think, I don't recall what the original FPS was. Was it 30? I've never been great with the technical side, yeah, so I, sure. I don't think it was 60, though. I have to assume that they're mentioning 60 because it's increased over what it used to be. Um, I have seen some side-by-side pictures. Um, it does it does look nicer. It looks crisper. It looks uh, cleaner. Um, but I, I don't know. I'll, I'm going to get it, and I'll, yeah. I'll use it as an excuse to replay it and give it another shot. I, I agree with you. I didn't like it as much. Um, I don't know why people are suddenly praising it and stuff, but um, yeah, I mean, maybe I'll maybe I'll walk away from it this time and I'll, I'll fall in love with it. I don't know. Yeah, I think a lot of the excitement is just that it, a lot of people didn't play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, for, for a Zelda game, it was one of the the weaker selling console games. Um, mm-hmm. Still a lot, you know, still in the millions. I think three and a half million. Um, but that is still on the slightly lower end for for the Zelda series. Mm-hmm. The the thing with it is. The game is actually pretty good. The The dungeons are fun. I, I, there is a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, what kind of irked me, and I think you're probably in the same you know, same mind, mind space here, is the issue was uh, the overworld was a lot more linear. Yes. Um, the you know Rather than have a, a big, wide-open world and you can kind of go in right. any direction, the overworld was a lot more of like, here's a pathway. And within this pathway, there's like two or three you know levels to it, and there's a lot to find, a lot to explore. And I, I, I wouldn't say that it's light on content. It just kind of changed the dynamic of, of what makes a Zelda game yeah. in but, a way that I didn't, didn't gel with me. Yeah, like the, the Sky like Kingdom or whatever you want to call it was essentially like... Skyloft, I think. Well, Skyloft is like the island, but I don't know what okay. the, the overall like. Oh, okay, basically, like, yeah, the equivalent of like the sea and and Wind Waker. Yeah, yeah. So it's basically the hub, and then you use that area to teleport to the. I think it was three different lands, right? Um, three different like themed areas. It's, and, it's been ten years. I don't remember how many. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I know. I'm kind of like racking my brain trying to remember everything, but um, that's how I felt. Like it felt very disjointed. Very like, okay, this area's over here. This area is over here, and you can only get to them by going back to the sky and then dropping back down onto them. Yeah, it made for some interesting puzzles, but it was also mm-hmm. very clunky. It was right. not my favorite way of kind of traversing an overworld. Yeah. But it's there, and I'm glad that you know new people are going to get to potentially experience it. Um, however, I, I would have preferred that they got to experience it alongside maybe one or two other games on the same package like they did with Mario. Yeah, yeah. Um... 
I was a little disappointed that there wasn't some sort of 3D All-Stars version of Zelda um, with three games. But then I, before the Nintendo Direct, I was thinking, well, what games would they do? And obviously the first the first games that come to mind are Wind Waker HD, Twilight Princess HD, and then have to have Skyward Sword HD all in one package. But do you think that that would be a good idea to have Wind Waker and Twilight Princess again? Yeah, I, I don't necessarily think those those uh, choices would have made sense. I, I think it would have been nice for them to maybe go outside the box a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like they did Mario 3D All-Stars because, you know, those a couple of those games have never been ported anywhere else and it, it made sense. This one, I think it would have been nice to see maybe um, some of the handheld games that we otherwise aren't going to see too many places. If they put Minish Cap on there yeah. alongside, you know, maybe they could have put Four Swords Adventures or something. Something that, you know, people aren't normally talking about um, that maybe not so many people have played. That would have been a great way for them to kind of round out the package. But yeah. And uh, I don't want to talk too much about rumors because we're not really like a rumor podcast, but I have seen rumblings about Wind Waker uh, HD and Twilight Princess HD coming to the Switch eventually. And I don't know if that happens uh, and they charge the full price, you know, 60 bucks. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah, but I don't know about you. I, I love rumors, so we're going to talk rumors all the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, uh, but, <laughs> yes, yeah, we're a rumor podcast. Um, no, I, I I don't know. I, I, I'm i curious to see what else they do. And I, I know you said that you were bothered by the lack of uh, Zelda 35th anniversary content in this, right? Yeah, I was hoping for like a minish cap, um, like uh, what do you call it, like HD remake i guess sort of how like link's awakening was done mm-hmm. like i was really hoping that we were gonna get something like that or like you said a release where maybe it's like all the handhelds in one place or um you know just something like that something that's like not looked for you know like something that just catches us off guard and makes us go like oh that's cool like yeah. i mean when link's awakening the, the remake was announced i think everyone like freaked out because it was like oh dang like i never thought i wanted this and now i want it you know <laughs> I mean, i'm sure there's people like you who like love link's awakening it's your favorite zelda game but like you know i i never had any interest in like <laughs> playing like a, a remake like that or a 3d remake yeah well well that's the problem is you didn't realize you wanted that and now you want other stuff and they're not going to give it to you if now that you know you want it they're not going to give it to you they're <laughs> going to find some other way they're going to just keep milking the same stuff until they figure out another way that they can surprise you okay. um but yeah, I know that you were a little disappointed with the direct overall because you didn't get some of that like big Zelda 35th blowout. Um, I'm not too surprised that we didn't get anything because we're still technically in their celebration period for Mario. You know, um, I don't see any reason why they... And the same thing, what they did with Mario, they didn't just like have this huge blowout where every single thing was right. announced. They kind of released it over the course of the year. Uh, so I don't see any reason why it would be different here. I, I think this is a great start. Uh, the Joy-Con especially is pretty exciting to me. Um, but overall, I think that we might see a lot more over the course of the year. And I was actually thinking about this. We, we end up getting to the point where we were comparing it to the 35th anniversary of Mario. You know, I, I'd love for them to celebrate it at, on the same level as they did with Mario, but I don't necessarily think that they feel the need to um or at the very least i don't think that they feel the need to celebrate it in the same way yeah so i mean so a lot of people are looking at it and saying oh we're gonna get this tr- you know collection with all these mario games or, or sorry with all these zelda games because we did got that with mario and you know that doesn't seem to be the case um who knows what they have up their sleeve but uh, and then they're saying oh we're gonna have we have mario 35 so we're gonna have zelda 35 and that might be the case and that would be really cool but that may not be where their where their your heads are at. Um, sure. You know, Mar- you had a Game and Watch with Mario on it. We're going to get the Zelda Game and Watch, right? No, I, maybe, <laughs> but I think we're, we're coming into it with these expectations, um, relating it to something that isn't quite the same. You know, Mario is yeah. a, this icon that you know goes far beyond video games. Yeah, even he um, transcends above, like he he transcends and he goes into like the pop culture mentality right. and, and all that stuff. Um, right. Zelda is well it's known close. but not quite as well known exactly but overall uh that was a pretty good start to the 35th anniversary as well as the um dlc for hyrule warriors some extra content there um i don't really have much to say about that one do you uh no i still haven't gotten it i still haven't played it did you get it no i have i haven't uh i'm not a, i'm not a warriors fan right. um but 
I, I will eventually. I'm, I'm waiting for a sale on it because I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been buying every, everything as it comes out, and then they've been doing more sales than normal for Nintendo stuff. So I'm trying to, to hold out. Yeah. We should also mention that they did tell us ahead of time that this was only going to be talking about the first half of the year. Right. So anything that's after after the first half of the year, they might be waiting on. So like you said, there could be more Zelda stuff coming down the pipeline. Yep. And uh, so my most exciting thing actually was not even in this year at all. Um, <laughs> Splatoon 3 was announced. That was the big surprise at the end. Yeah. And down on the, the bottom of my list towards uh, towards uh, <laughs> Bravely Default 2. But, but that is only because you have not played Splatoon yet. And I keep, okay, this is another thing I'm going to get our, our, our <laughs> begrudging listeners to, uh, to petition us for is make Jason play Splatoon. I think that you will enjoy it. I think you focus on the single player side. You may even like the multiplayer. I like it. And I'm not usually a multiplayer um, it's been an online multiplayer guy. Let's let's preface it by making sure everyone understands. I have played Splatoon one, and I have played Splatoon two multiplayer, begrudgingly on my end. Uh, I did not enjoy it, um, but Matthew claims that the single player p- little portion, um, whatever, is in Splatoon two. I that I would find it enjoyable. Um, so if you guys think I should play it, message me at RetroX Games, or message us on the uh, Nintendo Aficionado Instagram account. Let let me know. Let me let's let's get a poll. See how many people want me to play it. I think we'll post one of those on there yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, so you only you played multiplayer for two. Did you only play multiplayer for one, or did you also play the single player there? I I only played the multiplayer for one. You told me that the multiplayer yeah. or that the single player, I'm sorry, for Splatoon one was lacking. Uh, I mean, they, they were kind of on the same page, except for the DLC for two. But um, mm. it was lacking for what I'd like. But in terms of, of it being a game, a game that is fun to play, mm-hmm. it is definitely something that I think you'll enjoy. Okay. Um, it is very, to me, it feels like a shooter was put into Mario Galaxy. Because it, it kind of gives yeah. you these small sort of like little areas with challenges. One section you'll be you know having to shoot all the kill all the different monsters they have. In the next section you'll be you know solving a puzzle. You know trying you know all sorts of different ways that they're that they're going around using this weird sort of ink based system. And they they find a lot of fun ways to to mess around with it. And I think you would enjoy it. it has some cool collectibles to find. The only reason I say it was lacking is because it was a little on the short end, and because okay. as much as I kind of like that kind of galaxy flare where you kind of fly from one area to the next, um, I think I would have liked it to be a little bit more substantial with the exploration. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but but yeah. Anyway, this but this Splatoon three one, you know, they didn't show off too much. They showed off uh, kind of a new setting. It's uh, sort of like a post apocalyptic. I mean, it's all post apocalyptic, right? Uh, spoilers. Uh, but um, <laughs> but this like sort of desert, you know, wasteland that you would kind of come to associate with those uh, with that genre. Um, and then you kind of see walking around that area and then getting to a, a hub city. Um, I, I don't think there's enough there to really speculate on to what they're going to do, but I'm hoping that uh, the single player itself maybe flesh out a little bit more since it seems like a big appeal to this is the new setting. Yeah. So during the trailer, when it became apparent that it was Splatoon related, I was like, okay, I was like, is this going to be like a cool, you know, like an actual full on single player game that also includes multiplayer or is this going to be another, you know, another Splatoon multiplayer focused game with like a little bit of a single player um, mode attached to it so I, I don't know i came away from the trailer feeling like it's um, more of the uh like the originals the, the one and two but what do, right. you, what do you think but but i do think i need to correct you a little bit there because the first two while the while the multiplayer i think is the stronger side of it mm-hmm. uh in terms of lasting power the 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 single player is really cool um so I, I wouldn't i wouldn't say it's just like tacked on or not really cared about because they do things in there that you wouldn't even think about if you only play the multiplayer right mm-hmm. um so to me it's not like they just kind of took what those what the multiplayer was and just tacked on this extra thing where they kind of took the mm-hmm. dynamics that they created for that and plugged it in there it feels like the single player was a real part of it um and so i'm hoping that this one does kind of just branch out onto that a little bit more they they did the DLC for for the second game, um, and that was, you know, again, not. They didn't like make it expansive, but it was a lot more to it. There's a lot more in there, so I'm hoping that they're they're recognizing the the opportunities that they have with the single player side of it. Um, but I, I am also excited about this because it's 
it's interesting because it's very rare that Nintendo will make a straight up sequel to a game on the same generation. And so this yeah. will, it'll be released what four four and a half years after two? Yeah, all it says is twenty twenty two, so I don't know how how far into twenty twenty two it's gonna be coming out, but um I did see a lot of comments online. People were very surprised. They they all thought that Splatoon three wouldn't arrive until the next console, next Nintendo console. Yeah, and it, it kind of makes me wonder. You know, does that give us hope for some sequels that we maybe wouldn't be expecting? You know, this generation. Because mm-hmm. I know there was that sort of that question about Mario Kart nine. Because like, hey, let's talk about rumors again. There's a big rumor that Mario Kart nine is coming, right? Um, and uh, but they're kind of saying, well, you know, we already had eight deluxe, but eight was really last generation's game. Yeah. But it's kind of you know got a second life. So are they going to put another game on the same console? Um, the, you know, having Splatoon three being released on the same console makes that even more of a likelihood. I feel like, and who knows what else we might get. Speaking of rumors, here we go. <laughs> um, I was a little disappointed that there wasn't that Metroid Prime trilogy uh, Switch, you know, whatever you want to call it, HD remaster. Like, I was really hoping that we would get something Metroid related. Even there's um, there's that uh, 2D Metroid game that's supposedly in development somewhere. There's nothing on that either. Yeah, but that's just a rumor. We're not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I'm not too surprised that we didn't get Metroid right now. Um, in, it's not about being Met- surprised. It's whether or not you would have liked it. I mean, I would have. I would have loved it. I'd love to have a new Metroid game probably every year, and I don't think it would wear out its welcome. Um, but Nintendo does let that series go dormant. Um, pretty easily and then it'll come back and you'll get two or three games in a pretty short time span and all of a sudden it's gone again so i think we're kind of in that dormant stage right now um for it's being worked on and i think you know maybe we'll maybe we'll see something else and we'll because they 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 talk about wanting to keep games in the the consciousness of their players right Mm -hmm. it's a lot better to have a series that people are aware of you know have a big big release than a game that doesn't have that sort of consciousness going on uh so they may look at it and say all right let's get a a smaller game out there to to whet people's appetite and get people used to this series so that when four metro prime four comes out you know people are already excited about it and know what it's about you know people that aren't aficionados of nintendo yeah i think that's definitely going to be something that will be uh needed yeah Uh, so one game so Actually, the game that I was most excited about from this Nintendo Direct, we haven't gone over it yet, was Mario Golf Super Rush. Yes, that's all. That's my second uh, most exciting game. Okay. So, it, yeah, it looked awesome. Yeah, I, and it, it's been a long time. Yeah, see, I, I've never been, like, a huge uh, Mario Golf fan. I think um, the series that, like, sports series that I liked the most was the uh, um, Strikers. Strikers. Yeah. So oh, did you play all of the Mario Golf games? Like, as um, or... Yeah, for the most part, a, a few of them I picked up like a year or two later. Um, but yeah, I think the last last time we had one on console was with GameCube with uh, Toadstool Tour, and that was, I want to say, uh, two thousand three. Like I think it was mid year two thousand three. Um, so yeah, it's been a while since we've had one on a home console. We had a couple on you know the handhelds on the three DS, um, but it you know it, there's something to say about having it having this like brand new experience that it's kind of combining what the most beloved versions of the game did with the story mode uh yeah. with with the you know the actual um, you know it, it looks really pretty it looks very nice um so having those two things combined in one i think is really uh, this is what people have been been asking for with this series yeah and it looked like there's a good um, um diversity of courses it looked like there was kind of like a maybe a forest and there's like a desert mm-hmm. um it says that there's going to be local and online multiplayer modes. Did Mario Tennis Aces have that the multi online multiplayer? I believe it did. Yeah, I played. I'm pretty sure I played it online. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So this this isn't brand new to them. Um, new to the Mario Golf series, I believe. Right. Um, but yeah, the other thing that looked really cool is the speed golf. Yeah. Um, so I will say, I this is something that is not I think has been done before in other games. So there are I'm I'm like ninety percent sure that I've seen this done in another golf game, um, but the fact that they can do it within the Mario you, you know Mario Golf universe have the yeah. power ups power ups and stuff yeah yeah I think cool. that'll be pretty cool um, and so for for those who aren't aware it's basically everybody tees off at the same time and then has to run to go to their ball to hit it and the first run to get it into the hole wins so it's a it's a 
you know, usually you take your, yeah, yeah, usually you take your time trying to get your swing down perfect and aim. This is going to be chaos, right? Especially with all the power-ups and they're knocking people over. I I think it it looks like it'll be a fun time. Yeah, and I was really excited to see Wario. (laughs) (laughs) You know how pissed off I always am when, like, Wario and Waluigi are uh, left out of these games. Um, yeah, well, these will for sure. Like, these are going to include both of them. The I, it's I can't imagine them having a, a sports game, especially the the if they do another tennis or they do golf, they're going to be in there for sure. Was was Donkey Kong in Aces? Mm, asking me all these questions. Because um, I know you played it, and I'm, I have yeah. I've been meaning to play it, but I think so. I don't I don't think there's any reason why he wouldn't have been. Right. Okay. Well, I hope he's in this. Um, so then now they have a story mode and it's going to start a me character that you play as and as you're trying to uh, rise up through the ranks of this golf tournament or whatever. Um, I've noticed them kind of like bringing me's back into the forefront. Yes, I was going to say that. It's like the resurgence of the me character. Uh, what do you think? It, yeah, be- between that and then we also have Metopia kind of skipping ahead to something else, but I don't feel like we need to talk too much about it. But Metopia is also being ported, um, so it's kind of strange having Mies everywhere again when they've kind of been silenced a little bit. Um, but yeah, that, that's interesting. I, I'm I'm curious to see uh, you know if they do more with it. Yeah, I wonder if this is going to be uh, like them bringing back more of those like Wii Sports, Wii Sports Resort like any of those types of games where you, you know, star as a me in a world full of me's, you think they're going to be bringing those back? Um, I don't know. Uh, like I said, I think you might start, I, you might just continue to see this mixture. I think that having, having the, you know, you play as your own personal character within the realm of Mario Golf makes sense because, you know, I, I believe you play as like, as like a human character in the, you know, the Camelot developed uh, Game Boy uh, you know, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Mario Golf games, um, and so I mean it's it's not out of the realm. I, I don't necessarily think that this means that we're going to see you know, Wii Sports again, but um, yeah, I think I think that it's interesting to you know it's something that could have easily fallen by the wayside. It's nice to have Nintendo kind of keep their you know a big part of that company for so many years, uh, kind of keep them around. Because yeah, last time we saw them was in Smash Ultimate, right? Uh, I think they've been kind of here and there in a few different things. I, I'm blanking right. on what that was. I was trying to think of it, you know, when we started first started talking about it a few minutes ago. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure that I've seen. You know, they've they've kind of been around. They kind of pop up here and there, but yeah, they haven't been a big part of anything. And now we're having you know two games that are you know, they're going to be a pretty integral part of Metopia is all about you know me. So yeah, so I never played Metopia. Um, I believe you got it when it came out, right? uh shortly after um i I did not well i was not interested at all in it (laughs) when it was first like shown it reminded me a lot of the uh what was the the game on uh 3ds that it was like already installed wasn't find me was it no it was that rpg game right no i know what you're talking about i thought that was the name of it because you had to find never mind that doesn't make sense (laughs) um yeah darn We, we look stupid now um but yeah, aficionado, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, quiet. There's too much. There's there's <laughs> hundreds of years of <laughs> over a hundred years of yeah. information to remember. Uh, some of this minutia is a little hard to keep track of at all times. But yes, the uh, it did look a lot like that. You know, free game on the on the 3ds that came pre-installed. Um, did you play it, or did you just buy it? I just I decided to keep it sealed uh, for for now because I had a bunch of games with it and then now it's sort of at that point where I'm like all right I'm just going to keep it sealed until I decide to play it and it hasn't come around to that point yet um, yeah. but I I you know read up quite a bit on it and it's supposed to be pretty good um, it's supposed to be you know fun uh, it's kind of like a cross between that game and um, and Metopia or mm-hmm. yeah. the name of the game the other right. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> we haven't been mentioning the um, release dates for these. Let's just go over a couple of these. Metopia, the one we're talking about right now, is May 21st. Um, Mario Golf is June 25th. Um, Skyward Swords, July 16th. Uh, and then one we haven't talked about yet that I'm excited for. Um, I don't know if you want to move forward, Matthew, or do you yep. want to talk about Metopia anymore or Mies? No, I'm done with that. Your favorite thing. Um, The Famicom Detective Club, the two games coming out. I'm super excited for these. 
Good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're excited for him because, you know, I was talking about it in, I think, the first episode about what might be coming down the pipe. And it was like, hey, well, they got these games coming out. Who knows if we're going to get them? Um, yeah. And we are. Yeah. The only question is, are they going to be digital or physical, Matthew? It does not appear that they're going to be um, physical. They All the wording has, for all the games, you know, they said, hey, you can pre-order it right after on eShop, right? So they're pushing that idea. Um, but this one specifically, the wording has made it sound like it's going to just be an eShop game. Yeah, but I just don't understand. They say if you buy it on eShop, you can get the second game for $10. Why would they say if? Well, because you might not buy it, regardless of whether you buy it on eShop or not. <laughs> I think that's what they're getting at. If you buy it, then you can also get the second one for cheap. So, um, yeah, I, I'm excited for it. I, I, I'm hoping that I'm holding out hope that they'll surprise us with a physical release because I'd love to own them physically. It's a, uh, you know, it's it's really cool to see them kind of bring back something that has been a long dormant series that was only in Japan, and we're yeah. finally getting it. And I'd love to, I'd love to have a physical representation of that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Something to go along lines of that Fire Emblem um, anniversary edition. Yeah, and in Japan there is a um, a special edition of the Famicom Detective Club, Famicom Tante Club. Um, and it's going to come with a CD, uh, an art book, um, very similar to the Fire Emblem one. Um, I'm not 100% sure. Is it? I heard somebody say that it comes with just the download code, though, so it's not a physical release there. Oh, have you seen anything about it? I have not. I was going to say the Fire Emblem, we know that also was digital only. It was, you know, right. a huge, you know, physical collector's edition, but it was also digital only download of the game. Yeah, I, I think that, the, so I'm not sure. I, at first, it seemed like it was a, dig, or a physical copy of the game that came with it. Um, some random person on the internet so that, you know, it's a good authority. I have it on good authority here. <laughs> um, but I, they said, you know, they claimed that it was only came with a code for the game, not the actual game. So oh, that'll be disappointing. I've always felt like Nintendo was good at giving us physical editions because they know their fans like to collect those items, but maybe they're starting to move away from it. Yeah, it does seem that they are trying to transition, you know, what with you know the Fire Emblem one being digital only, even though, you know, they knew that we they knew that their fans would buy up whatever they, they put out, but for whatever reason they decided to go with digital only there. Um and then you know, they are kind of pushing hey you can pre-order this on the eShop um with every single game that's what they they said uh during the direct so i am getting a little bit concerned that they're kind of going that direction and who knows where that's going to take us yeah but they make so much money from selling physical products to weirdos like me <laughs> so i don't i don't know <laughs> but uh yeah the, the game looks really cool uh it very stylized, uh, really cool-looking animation, and that's a lot of text to translate. So they definitely are putting some stock in this one. They're gonna, they're gonna see what happens with it. I think. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of the direct, we also got the announcement of Pyra and Mithra joining Smash Ultimate. Were you blown away by this announcement, Matthew? Um, uh, I was gonna make an inappropriate joke about blow, being blown. Um, <laughs> Um, I okay. So here's the thing. I am not a I am not a big Xeno uh, Xenoblade fan. Um, however, it is they are Nintendo characters. They're first party characters, and that is what mm -hmm. I want in the series. So even That's though yeah. yeah, so that, even though I am literally indifferent to these characters, mm -hmm. I'm happy to see it stay within the first party stable. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I, I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. I never played the games, um, but. You know, for people who have played them and love them, then all the part two, um, I'm sure they're very fun. Yeah, and I've been meaning to try them out. So, I mean, here's the thing is, you know, the Smash franchise has been a fantastic way to kind of get people to try out something else that they may not have done before. So, you know, that's the whole reason why we have Fire Emblem out here, you know. Um, so, you know, this is a game that, you know, maybe I'll try out these because I, I do have the, the, the pass already, so I'm going to be getting the characters. Yeah. Um and I'm looking forward to it. They always do a fun job of having you know new spirit battles and um, trying to collect all the all the <clears throat> all the items there. So I mean, I, I might fall in love with the characters, and then they'll they'll give me more reason to go over and check out the you know Xenoblade series. Um, yeah. I have them, you know. I don't have two, but uh, I have the other ones, and I need to try them out eventually. So I'm, I'm hoping that 
you know, I, I try them out and I like it. And then all of a sudden I'll be like, hey, awesome to have Pyra and Mithra in Smash Brothers. Yeah. Um, so they come out in March, which is next month. Um, I find it interesting, though, Matthew, that they're counted as two separate characters, um, whereas Steve and Alex were both counted as 77. Um, so Pyra and Mithra are 79 and 80. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, this is according to the Smash Brothers website, their character roster. Interesting. Um, so I find that kind of interesting. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, so I think that with Steve and Alex, they basically played exactly the same, right? There was right. no, there was right. just a skin. Okay, yeah. so th- this one, I think it makes sense because they are supposed to play differently. Mm-hmm. No, with Byleth, um, you could play a male or female version of Byleth, right? Mm-hmm. Did yeah. they both play exactly the same as well? And they were just gender swaps? I believe so. I think it was just a, a skin. Okay. I, yeah, I don't I don't think there's any there's any change there. Um what I guess what I would have to question is Zelda and Sheik are separate characters, right? Um Sheik is separate from Zelda, yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean that, that makes sense. They 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 play differently, so I guess that makes sense. Your question is why is Mr. Game the same as watch. Hmm, that's a fantastic point. <laughs> but anyway, so that's that first smash. They opened the uh, direct with that. Um, so, like I said, that's next month. Yeah, and it was a pretty big psych out. Um, mm. I was kind of zoning out a little bit <laughs> on it because I was like, okay, some Xenoblade content. Um, but then it was kind of a, a fun little reveal, and you know, like I said, I wasn't super excited that that was the character, but I think they did. A, they really psyched people out. Yeah. Um, then a little bit later on in the direct, they went over Project Triangle Strategy. Um, yes. Another Square Enix, but published by Nintendo title. In the West, published by oh, Nintendo. In the West, yes. Yeah, just like Octopath Traveler. Right. So uh, how do you feel about these games? This one's a little different. It doesn't look like it's uh, strictly turn-based fighting. It's more of the, um, oh, what do you call them? Uh, um, the strategy tactics, yeah, tactics, tactics yes. Style, um, where you move your character, kind of like Advance Wars and... Fire Emblem, yeah. So I actually did download the uh, the demo because right after the direct, they they put the demo out there, um, just like they did with Octopath, and you know it's kind of an early build of it, and they want feedback, right? So yes. which is pretty cool. I, I like that idea. Um, I did try it out a little bit today. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I, RPGs and tactics games, and those are not necessarily my strong suit. I am a fan of Fire Emblem. I, I've enjoyed those. Um, so coming into that, I was like, okay, let's let's try this out a little bit. Um, it was complex, uh, so it definitely doesn't seem like they're trying to, you know, make a game that is going to appeal to the masses. They're definitely trying to get, you know, that type of fan base, the you know, the typical Square Enix fans. Um, it was a li- they did some pretty interesting things with them because you know, like I said, I'm mainly used to the Fire Emblem side of things, so there was a lot more to it. Uh, uh, they changed it up so instead of being able to select okay I want to move this character now and they'll go over there um, it goes in order so you have to pay attention to the to the order of who is going to move and so it goes back and forth between one of your characters and then one of the the you know the enemy and sometimes you'll have two or three of your characters and then two or three of theirs and so it kind of switches it around a little bit so that kind of you know, it's unique. That's interesting, and then they also can choose what direction you're facing, and so you know it's kind of fun because you could, you know, if you sneak up behind them uh, when they're facing one direction, then you can, you know, do more damage, maybe get two hits in. Uh, so it was unique. It was interesting, and I don't play enough of these games to know if if those are unique items to this genre as a whole. But from what I've played, that was there, and um, I enjoyed that. They did specifically say when you start playing that it the difficulty is kind of ramped up a little bit. They put you into like the middle of the game somewhere. Um, so I think maybe starting from the beginning, kind of learning these things kind of as as you go. Yeah. Uh, it might be a fun way to kind of expand on, you know, on my tactics experience. Um, as it was, it was a little overwhelming. Uh, and they, they just said the difficulty was ramped up so that you have more opportunity to mess around with it and play and figure things out, which I guess for the fans that they're trying to appeal to, that's great. For somebody that is kind of on the outside, maybe trying to dip my toe in a little bit, um, it was a little little overwhelming. Um, but I love the art style of, of the Octopath and, and this one. Yeah. 
That 2.5 so, HD is just beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm I'm willing to to give it a shot um, and see you know see what they do with it. Mm -hmm. I did not. It didn't catch my uh, my eye in terms of like me wanting to like pick it up day one. Um, I really wish they would put out games like this, but with an established IP that you and I like love, like a Zelda in like this style or something. I think that would be really cool. But yeah, that'd be too much. <laughs> I mean, I don't think so. I think that would be a really cool idea to kind of. I mean, people kind of compare Zelda to RPG stuff anyway, so I don't yeah, think the leap is too much. I know, but like, I mean, they know we loved the original Paper Mario games, you know, the turn-based fighting those, and then they seem to kind of uh, shy away from that a little bit, at least with the last release. Um, like, last few releases, yeah. Well, I mean, the last release they could have rectified that and gone back to that, but they chose not to. Right. I mean, they, not entirely, they, you know, they kind of had a, a mixture of the yeah. two, I feel like. Um, oh, and actually, you're right. They completely went away from it. Never mind. <laughs> Everything was in the circle. Um, but they did, but, you know, they, they kind of veered away from it because they had the Mario and Luigi series that was yeah. more traditional. So uh, to me, it, it doesn't seem necessarily like Paper Mario is that anymore. Mm -hmm. So it, it didn't you know, it strike me as, oh, well, they hate RPGs, so they're never going to do it. Mm -hmm. um, but actually, I, I really like the idea of kind of taking that. And they, I mean, that's kind of what happened with Mario and Rabbids, right? Yeah. Ugh, I didn't like that game. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nintendo didn't publish it out, out here, so that's okay. <laughs> you can you can hate it all you want. Um, I don't hate it. I just, it's not my favorite. Right, but I, I do think that a Zelda one would be cool—a uh, cool way to kind of in, maybe introduce new people into it because you know they could make it a slightly simpler, you know, version of of the genre. Yeah, I, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd Look be awesome. at you—you you should be working for Nintendo. Yep, that's why. Um, they also announced a uh, Super Mario Brothers 35th anniversary, um, what we call as a celebration in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Yeah, some new items. Looks pretty cool. Yeah, Mario, uh, Mario themed stuff going on there. It's going to be available March first, Matthew. All right, and is it March first? I thought it was February twenty fifth. Well, it says starting March first. Okay then. Uh, so I'm going to have to to check it out to get the mission, whatever the mission is going to lead to, right? Because that's interesting that you said that they have a new mission. Is it is it for the Mario on the Mario website, or is it on? just on my nintendo because there was overlap between the two for the for the pins oh that's uh it's a good possibility it is on mario.nintendo.com slash missions okay so. so why are they continuing the missions that's anyway that's uh more speculation that we can dive into later i guess but um yeah so i'm gonna try check it out to to make sure that i get credit for for doing so um i don't know i'm i'm kind of over animal crossing yeah i I've only played two games. I've played the original on GameCube, which I thought I was going to like absolutely love. I ended up becoming very bored of it. I also tried on uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf. Um, that was on 3DS, right? Mm -hmm. And again, I uh, couldn't get into it. Um, so I've pretty much completely stopped trying. I was like, all right, people who love it, this is your game. Like, Just enjoy it. But I know my wife, she played it for a while. She was super into it. And then she got burnt out on it. So yeah, I feel like I would probably be the same. Yeah, I mean, that's what happened to me too. I mean, I burnt out on it much faster than a lot of people. Um, I mean, I don't know. I played it for about a month. I, I, I played it to the point where credits rolled, right? And <laughs> I'm like, all right, good enough. I, I At that point, I had no interest in continuing with it. But I mean, I'll jump back in, see the new things. I like the warp pipe. You know, you can go from one part of your island to another, mm -hmm. you know, make it look like a Mario level. Um, like, those are the things that I wanted early on when I was trying to just build up my island from scratch. Yeah. I wanted Nintendo items to just, you know, dive into that, uh, you know, fandom, you know, headfirst. Um, so it's nice that it's there, uh, but I probably would have been all over this if it had come out earlier in, in the Mario 35th anniversary. Yeah. But I know Animal Crossing is huge. People love it. It's like one of their one of Nintendo's biggest franchises now. So right. it's nice to see the, the combination of the two. Yeah, it's cool for people. Um, you, I mean, you know, I'll... you're you're tiptoeing around the most important Nintendo published <laughs> game. Okay, Nintendo is publishing DC Superhero Girls Teen Power. Oh, I did not know that. 
Exactly. <laughs> they, 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 they put it up and they put the, you know, they put the title and, yeah. and they also put the publisher. And I honestly, I thought it was a typo <laughs> because like Nintendo, um, but in oh, their, gosh. yeah, in their press release though, they, um, they also mentioned it. I'm sorry. I, I looked at the, uh, coming soon things in the, in the eShop and it, it has the Nintendo as the publisher. So I'm like, all right. So June fourth, we can all pretend that we are high school high school girls with superpowers. Yep, there you go. Not you know, not my most exciting game, but I'm sure that there is somebody out there that's excited about it. Um, that, is, that is a sixty dollar release for those wondering. You know, it should be an eighty dollar release. <laughs> I, it, they got to pay for the rights to all the superheroes, right? That's true. Um, but yeah, so that's coming. Uh, it, the most interesting thing about that game is the fact that it's being published by Nintendo. I think. Yeah. Um, but I think there was one other, one or two other items you were going to yeah. talk about. Uh, well, um, Bravely Default Two. Um, they went over that again a little bit. That does mm-hmm. come out on February twenty sixth. Yep, so this week. Five days from today for those. Uh, counting um we already kind of went over hyrule warriors age of calamity right mm-hmm. don't really want to go to that stuff yeah. um, what else do you want i to think that was it that's all that i had had listed we might be missing something but i think we did a pretty good job of covering it um overall how, how would you rate the direct i know you said it was you're mm-hmm. kind of meh on a scale of one to ten what would you give it so if i'm going to be completely like objective i think i would probably give it Mm, an eight so it's a little above average because i know there's a lot of stuff in here that people really really care about right it may not speak to me personally but i understand there's a lot of stuff in here that nintendo knows they have fans that are excited about so i can't i can't dock them points for that you know what i mean right so i can objectively say i'd probably give it an eight okay um, you know, it, it is a tricky one because there was a lot of you know, it, some of the things that they did both excited me and disappointed me at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it kind of I was what you, you were disappointed by. Well, I, I was a little bit disappointed by the uh, Skyward Sword being a full sixty dollar mm-hmm. standard release by itself without it being part of a compilation or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not a huge fan of that decision. Um, but I like the Joy-Cons, <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Um, I was excited by the Famicom Detective Club being localized. I'm disappointed by the possibility of there not being a physical release. Um, I was excited to see um, Mario Golf, but disappointed that it wasn't Mario Strikers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seemed like there was a lot of like pros and cons that just kept canceling each other out. Yeah, in a, lot, in a lot of ways. And like I said, I was glad to see a Nintendo character be the Smash character. I was disappointed that it was what it was. Um, so for me, I, th- I think being objective, I think it's probably a seven and a half. Um, because there were, you know, it had Splatoon 3 to be the big game. It had some interesting surprises. It, it was pretty well-rounded. It just, none of it, like, very little of it spoke directly to me as a Nintendo fan. And Nintendo is such a you know diverse, wide company. It's been interesting because we both are huge Nintendo fans, right? Um, but it seems like we've had more negativity since we started this podcast just because of what is currently coming. And it's sort of, I don't want to say negativity, but indifference, you know? Um, and so for me, I think if I were going to rate this personally for how it hit me, I'd put it at maybe a five or a six. Hmm. But uh, overall, I mean, it wasn't a bad direct. We're we, You're right. We are being kind of hard on Nintendo, and we are super big fans of them. Um, I wouldn't call it entitlement, but I feel like you and I have the, the sense of kind of like ownership um, of the brand. Like we have, we feel like we have like an investment, right? Like we've, we want to see it like go in the direction that continues to fuel the love that we've uh, had for it over the years, right? Yeah. So it, it is, I don't think it's wrong of us to feel disappointment when things like that happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said earlier in the in the episode, they did say this was only the first half of the year, um, which, oh, by the way, we didn't talk about, this was the first Nintendo Direct in over 500 days, or traditional Nintendo Direct, right? Uh, in over 500 days. So maybe they're going to start bringing them back on a more consistent basis, or at least somewhat more frequently. And, uh, you know, maybe we have one to look forward to for the uh, latter half of the year. Maybe something that will um, blow us I, away, yeah. Matthew, don't keep your mind out of the gutter <laughs> yeah no i think uh for sure 
you know, even though E3 isn't really happening in the way that mm-hmm. it normally does, um, I'm sure we'll have one in in that time frame. Right. And, you know, th- that's going to be where we're going to see the second half of the year. And I think there is still a lot. I mean, there's still a lot to, to look forward to, you know, for the for the first half of the year. We do have Mario Golf coming in June. Um, uh, Famicom Detective Club, if it ends up being physical, that'd be great. But even so, um, yeah. you know, and I, I'd be, I'm concerned that I'm going to buy it digitally and they're going to be like, oh, because there's such support, we're going to release this physically. And, oh, uh, absolutely. That's absolutely <laughs> what will happen. <laughs> yeah so <laughs> um so i mean i'm looking forward to, to that um you know being able to actually play those games because it's impossible otherwise unless you you know translated it um but uh and then obviously looking forward to splatoon 3 and i i do also want to talk about splatoon 3 because that was to me that was the biggest reveal um there was a lot of interesting thing going on there but splatoon is such an important franchise for nintendo because uh, it's basically, you know, like we, we kind of mentioned this, right? You, you said we have some ownership over what the company was, right? We, we have, we bought into what the company has yeah. been, right? Yeah. Um, and it, the company is changing and there's various reasons for that. You know, yeah. um, the old guard is starting to retire. The, the mm-hmm. young kids are coming in. Um, and Splatoon is basically the first one where the young guard took is it young guard? Is it can it be a guard if it's young people or is it only old? <laughs> uh, but the young people, the fresh people uh, from the company, came in, and that was like their first game that they brought out, and it was a big hit. It was a huge hit for Nintendo, and that's an important thing. I mean, that's what that's one of the franchises represented at the you know, Nintendo Tokyo's logo, right? Um, so it's cool that we're getting a third one third game in that franchise it's kind of maybe changing up how they're doing things you know we're getting a second one in the same generation it's a game that is a fresh concept uh it, it retains the nintendo you know uh, joie de vivre right uh, for oh oh right it, it retains that while also being like this hip sort of like you know unique um brand you know branded item that kind of feels like something that you might see the cool kids play with right even though it it also feels like something that the nintendo nerds would play with it it combines these two things really well and so i'm excited to see that come out next year i'm hoping that they expand on it and maybe make it a little bit more of a melding between the new and the old by expanding on the single player to be more akin to what they've done in the past um but yeah like yeah. i said you need to you need to play the first two because i think you i think you would be excited about three if you played the first two you brought up a good point talking about the changing of the guard and you know these younger people coming in and finally getting to to push forward ideas that they've come up with um now splatoon the original splatoon was on wii u correct yeah now arms was on switch do you feel like mm-hmm. that's that arms was kind of like in that same category as splatoon kind of like that maybe newish idea that the younger people were trying to, to push out yeah it, it definitely you know it definitely had the same sort of uh almost as a new ip it was mm-hmm. focusing on online multiplayer uh and they did some cool stuff with, you know character world building right um i, I loved arms but it, it was lacking in the single player see and i find that interesting i find that interesting that if what we're saying the younger guard is pushing forward these these new ideas and they are multiplayer focused you know over single player not that mm-hmm. like you said you said splatoon still has single player it's just not it's not at the forefront of like the idea that they're like trying to build it almost seems like splatoon is their attempt or nintendo's attempt at trying to kind of like break into that like online multiplayer and try to like build something up something to like reach like the levels of like you know overwatch and apex legends and all these other um types of games yeah yeah they've been pushing their online side of things and having the competitions mm-hmm. you know um with with smash brothers also and yeah. um you know th- this there and, th- and they did a competition for arms as well uh and in all honesty it's, it's fun watching that stuff it's it's interesting to see those things and I, i'm totally on board with them pursuing that sort of online side because I'm not a huge online player. You know, I'll play games a little bit online, uh, and then I get tired of them after maybe a, you know a week. Um, Splatoon 
I definitely held on with. I, for both of those games, I played it for much longer than I normally do. It's probably the only online game that I've really gelled with. Um, but I think part of the reason why is because I also really enjoyed that single player. Because as much as the single player wasn't as grandiose as I would have maybe liked, I thought that they could have done more of an, an adventure game you know, thing with it. Yeah. Um, having that be kind of just as good as the multiplayer kind of made me say, okay, well, I'm, I'm finished with the single player side, but I still really enjoy the mechanics of this game. And so I'm having a lot of fun playing it in multiplayer. Yeah. Um, so. so we're not saying that like they shouldn't push these like multiplayer focused ideas. I just, I want, I want a single player story that explains to me the lore behind these characters in these worlds that you're playing multiplayer games in, you know, like I want to understand the world that these squid people live in. I want to understand, like, why are they having these turf wars? Why are they, like, you know, why are things the way they are? And then I can play the multiplayer and be like, okay, I can kind of, like, enjoy this. So I don't know if that's a part of the single player in the first two games. Yeah, it is. Uh, the, the actual story itself doesn't, like, the main story doesn't really get into that there's an interesting story that happens in both of them but it's not really in relation to that however there is the, the collectibles you find dive yeah. into the into the lore okay well it's, i mean it's better than nothing i just hope that they expand upon that in the future hopefully Splatoon yep. 3 does hopefully all right we are going long here um we i know we've been trying to keep it under an hour and we're already past that so uh do you have any final thoughts on the direct or anything else we talked about jason um, nothing on the direct. I think uh, we went over everything. Okay. Uh, no, I think I think we covered it all. And you know, like I said, uh, we're gonna go ahead and put up a poll to get people to, to get our listeners, our begrudging listeners, to tell us whether or not Jason should play Splatoon one and two. I think you should start with one and then go from there. But it's whatever. <laughs> I don't think I don't think so. I think I think that some people will just want to mess with me because they don't like me. So. <laughs> um, but don't let don't let that be a reason why you prevent Jason from playing this fantastic game. I think it's a franchise that uh, you're missing out on as a Nintendo aficionado, Jason. Okay. Well, I have to change that. So more than likely, going to have to go back and play. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, I think we can wrap this one up. Another episode in the books. And thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good one. Bye-bye.